and away we go. <sighs> so wonderful to take that breath. So wonderful to join together in love and gratitude. So wonderful to open our hearts and our minds to infinite intelligence, pure wisdom. We open ourselves to the wisdom of the higher Holy Spirit self. We allow ourselves to recognize the eternal truth of our being. We allow that to inform our perception, our conversation, our willingness. We are grateful and thankful to come together to be strengthened in the heart, clarified in the mind. We are grateful and thankful to invoke the violet flame, to soak and saturate every part of our being, to fill the rooms we're in, to fill our homes, our communities, and to spread all over the world. We are consciously attuning to the high vibration of liberation. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Beautiful. All right. So uh, a little bit of housekeeping. I just uh, want to uh, make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, this, this ministry meeting for all masterful living, and we're going to discuss the, the future of the ministry and what we're working on. If you'd like to be a part of that, please come and join on Sunday. And uh, you have an email about that. I'm sending another email out about that. And uh, it's going to be at 4.30 Eastern, which is 1.30 Pacific. It's uh, 3.30 Central. It's um, 8.30 UK. So, uh, and I forget what time Australia, but it's early, early morning. And uh, trying to find a time that we can get pretty much everybody in there. And then the following Sunday, approximately the same time, we're going to have another meeting. And many of you, I hope, will attend. Did you, did you get contacted by Linda? To have a meeting to support people... Uh, alumni and year one folks who might be interested in hosting a mastery circle that uh, they can ask you questions and hear uh, what you've learned and help them to make a decision if they'd like to do that next year. Um, next year, we're going to start the mastery circles first week of the year. So even before classes start. And also, uh, how many of you were participated at all in the five-day challenge I did about self-sabotage and self-medication? So some of you. I'm going to do that again the second week of January. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to do that before the Masterful Living classes start and invite all those who wish to participate to come and do that as the uh, unofficial start of Masterful Living because it was so, people really liked it uh, in September and found it very uh, helpful, clarifying. So, uh, and it's a great time of year to do it. So those are just some announcements. So those two meetings, this Sunday and the next Sunday. Um, All righty. Does anybody have anything that they'd like to share or bring up, any testimony? Paul, I had a feeling somebody had something. Oh, can you get that? Yeah. Um, one of the things that helps me to sleep well is taking the Violet Flame book and going through the Divine Government section 
where you just bring down Columbia and all the hosts of heaven over Washington, and you bring the violet flame into the president, into the Congress, into the Supreme Court, into all the people. And I just feel like that's one of the most potent things that I can do besides voting. <laughs> and I just wanted to share that because it was so exciting for me. Yeah, thank you, Paula. Yeah, I, I invoke the violet flame uh, for everyone in Masterful Living, everyone in my life, everyone in my family, uh, for all the beings of the earth, for all the kingdoms, like the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, the water. Uh, I just see the whole earth uh, enfolded, surrounded, penetrated, every particle of life on earth. And I do that a number of times a day, including before I sleep. I like to sleep completely in a violet flame cocoon. And I... Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very powerful, very meaningful to me. Sonia. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I have, it's um, something else I'd like to bring up, not about the violet flame. Is that all right to change? Sure, sure. Okay, um, I went to visit a girlfriend this week and I, I've been telling people in Us for Living, so some of you already know, that I've had this issue with friends feeling abandoned. Anyway, this one friend, I always knew that we'd always be friends, so I didn't have that issue with her. But strangely enough, <coughs> I'd had that issue with me. And she told me that this week and we both sort of realised we'd been feeling exactly the same way and had a kind of a, a really good laugh about it and a hug and, you know, she felt so much better because, you know, it wasn't just her and I felt so much better because it wasn't just me and sort of could see how how silly, you know, it all was that it was just the story we'd been telling ourselves over Time. And um, for me, it was very, um, it's kind of like closed a, um, a chapter of my inquiry into that because every single friend that I had put in that basket of abandoning me has reached out to me and since I put them in the God box and now I'm totally convinced that that's all I needed to do from the very start. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like the end chapter in that book and i um, so grateful that I can move on from that issue um, in that particular arena that might, might come up in other ways. But that one feels like it's done. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that because... It came back, it was reflected back to me from a person that I completely thought was just nothing to do with this. And um, I was able to tell her that, you know, I I'm, I'm think that we'll always be friends. I know we will. And she was so relieved because she felt like she was losing me. And I had no idea. I had no idea. There was no sign to me that, that she felt that way before. And it was just... Yeah, I could see myself in her and she could see herself in me. So it was a lovely moment. That's wonderful. Yes. So let's let's seize the opportunity, Sonia, and see why does putting it in the God box work? To me, why it works? Yeah. Um, I put it out of my hands. I wasn't adding to it, to the story anymore. I was um, basically just letting Holy Spirit take care of it and trusting that it would be taken care of. And I honestly think that doing the physical act of putting it in a box 
helped me not pick it up again because I've tried to let it go in my mind and I always had picked it up again and tried to manipulate it. But putting it physically in a box and knowing that it was in that box and I wasn't going to put my hand in and take it out. <laughs> I mean, that would be ridiculous. So uh, it helped me completely let go into God's hands. That's fabulous. So um, anything else about that that uh, you can see or anyone else of why the God Box works? I let go of the outcome as well. Like I, I didn't have an idea about what God would do with that or what Holy Spirit, how would, how would it be handled? I just was open, just whatever, whatever. That's wonderful too. Yeah. That's a great awareness. Laurel. Oh. Um, when I used to practice psychotherapy with clients, that's something that I learned that was so powerful is if somebody wanted to hand back like their anger at somebody or if somebody wanted power, like if they'd given their power away, you know, I'd give them just a little something to hold on to, like a ball or something, anything didn't matter. And just say, all right, just put it down now. And it felt like bringing the energy into the physical um, you know, the most dense of our fields uh, made sure that it, it seemed to hit all the fields and, um, you know, the, the invisible fields completely then. That's great. Yes. Yep. And a another thing is that we wouldn't put it in the God box if we weren't willing to have more trust and faith. We just wouldn't do it. So it's, it's an active demonstration. Yes, I'm willing to have trust and faith. I'm willing for it to change. I'm willing to not be responsible for making it happen, but I am holding the space and allowing it to occur. So it's all these combination of things together, which, because it's all here. It's not the box, of course. We all know it's not a magic box. It's not a miracle box. A jar works really well, too. I had a jar for a long time, and I had a jar that, you know, you couldn't put your hand in, so you couldn't take anything out of it anyway. And uh, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful practice. Thanks for sharing that, Sonia. That was excellent. Thank you. And Deb. Oh, sorry. Oh. Well, I I just wanted to thank you, Sonia, and and tell you that I've been working on the trust section in the manual for teachers and sort of thinking about my recent work trip, and I realized that. Before I left, I was telling myself how difficult the trip was going to be and I wasn't going to be able to figure out what my food was going to, how I was going to eat right. And I had all these things that I was going to be tired and, and I, and I realized like I was, I was kind of asking for help along the way, but I could also feel this feeling in myself of like, okay, I've got to, hold myself accountable and I've got to like all these things I put on myself. And, uh, and while I was gone, I, I, I was reading chapter 30 about, I make no decisions on my own. And then the trust section of the manual for teachers. And, and I was seeing in there, Oh, I've already decided this is going to be hard. So I'm already kind of lost. And I, so I saw that piece, but then this, the, you're bringing up the, and then I realized, oh, I can either choose to be in love or in fear. And I realized that I was in fear. My, this God, but like, oh, 
I should have put the whole trip in the God box. Thank you, Sonia. Like, thank you. Like, I, I that was sort of like the final piece that I see. Um, so it was really helpful share. Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's wonderful. Teamwork. Yep. Very good. Yeah, that's it. That's that's how we learn. Right? Have that kind of a realization. Ah. I could put my whole life in the God box. Well, all my relationships, my body, my finances, my creativity, everything. And more and more we are. And that's a wonderful thing. It is, it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for that, Deb. Good shares, everybody. All right. We are going to do what I thought we would do last week, which we didn't do. Um, which is, uh, it's uh, one of the exercises I got to do uh, around the Lynn Twist Soul of Money work. And so you're going to need your pen and your paper for this. And <clears throat> we're going to be looking at um, thoughts of lack and needing, thoughts of limitation and craving for the purpose of healing these thoughts and beliefs so that we don't hang on to them anymore. And so we're gonna do a, a bit of writing here. And to me, it's, it's uh, very powerful. And Laurel, can she? I think she shared last week, I know she shared last week that doing this with year one last week was uh, very, very powerful for her. So you'll see what you get this time, Laurel. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you to write some statements and fill in the blank. You've done this before, so you know how this goes. And you may have some resistance to writing some of these statements because they are gonna, they're, they're negative statements. But we're doing it for the purpose of releasing and which we will release them. All right, so the first one is, what I really lack in my life is, and fill in the blank. What I really lack in my life is, fill in the blank. And after you fill in the blank, then the next statement is, I lack fill in the blank.
All right, and then the, I'm gonna give you the next one here, which is what I crave is, what I crave is. And then just I crave and fill in the blank. And the next one is what I need is, what I need is. And then just I need and fill in the blank. So the first one is what I need is, and then after that, I need and fill in the blank.
And the next one is, I feel limited because, fill in the blank. I feel limited because, and fill in the blank. I feel limited because and fill in the blank. So good to get these thoughts up and out. And the next one is, what I've never had is fill in the blank. What I've never had is, and fill in the blank. And then you can write more statements. I've never had, I've never had, fill in the blank.
And the next one is what I fear is, what I fear is. And then you can just write, I fear, I fear, a few I fear statements. Next one is what I want is what I want is and then a couple of I want statements. So we're purging here. What I want is and then some I want statements.
We're almost there. So I've sent you all the statements in the chat. We're gonna go into a breakout. And in the breakout, what I'm gonna invite you to do is in discussion with each other, go around and the first person will read all their first two statements there about what I really lack is and what I lack is and then transform them into either statements of I'd like or the deep desire of my heart is, right? So let's say I really lack financial resources. I'd like financial resources. The deep desire of my heart is to have consistent financial resources, something like that. So you get to wherever it is you really are with it. Some of them, they won't be deep desires and some will be. So it's about transmuting that energy of just having to do without or being in fear, or wanting, needing, craving and moving into the place of, I'm calling this forth for myself. And then uh, we'll, we'll go forth after that. So we're gonna go into the breakout here when you do the first two statements, one person do the first two, take it all the way to I'd like the, or the deep desire is, and then do the next person and the next person. And uh, then go to the next pair of statements, go around like that, okay? Everybody's nodding their heads, that's a good sign. And we're back. All right. So, got time for ahas, insights, breakthroughs, revelations, breakdowns. What did you learn? What did you discover? What do you now know? All right, let's start with Dina. Oh, there you go. I'm on my little phone here, so I hope you can hear me. Um, yeah, we uh, we were called ourselves the Internet Dropped Group. We kind of came in on the heels of an Internet kickout. But that was the most incredible um, realization of the just the, the deep, deep, deep desire that I have to to um, stop being afraid to be to present in the world. I guess, I guess to, to let go of what ego thinks about me and to be able to move away from that and to be, and I'll, and I'll just read you, this took my breath away when I read it. <laughs> it's All like right. what, I, what I really want is to be free to love deeply, experience fully, be completely present to the moment and be so vulnerable that I wear no mask. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. But ego doesn't like it. So therein lies something that I'm going to have to put in the God box. Well, the ego has no power. Ooh, good point. Ego has no power. So 
You know, I really learned, Dina, to say to the ego, thank you for sharing. Unfortunately for you, you have no power. I have the power. God is the power. And we're moving on. Thank you for sharing. Don't come back. <laughs> no, really. Um, I hear you. I hear you. And, and what? many times I would say to the ego, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Yeah. And was it, did it become sort of a constant thing you had to do for a certain transitional yeah. period? Yeah, for a while. But it was helpful because I didn't feel like a victim because I was saying, not interested. No, thank you. Pedal that somewhere else. Ain't nobody listening here. No, thank you. Not today. I saw a meme on uh, Facebook today. I was trying to get a hold of it, and it was like, uh, it said something like, there was this young man kind of saying, Satan doesn't win today, you know. Not today, Satan. Something like that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I saw that one too. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, somebody posted it in Master for Living. That's why. I think year one or something. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Rock and Thank roll. Thank you. Yeah, just keep saying my, my the deep desire of my heart is and let it be known throughout the universe. Because your mind is the mind of God. And that's all that matters. And I used to say things like that to myself all day long. I still say them not as incessantly, but, you know, my mind is the mind of God, and that's all that matters. What I hold in my mind is broadcast throughout the universe. God makes it so. But we also, it's, you know, that works, worked for me because I, I really was giving up completely the craving, needing, wanting kinds of thoughts, the petty thoughts. All right, we had some other hands raised. I saw, well, I know I saw Laurel and then Paula. Well, I just wanted um, to say that we couldn't get through all of ours. Aha. And, and but I, that was fine, um, but it was so rich. Um, but I, I don't, did we, we didn't do the same thing in the MLC one class, did we? We didn't restate them and say the last two things. Like, uh, well, like that we was did. the assignment. That was our assignment. Exactly. That's why it went slow. So maybe slowly. in your group, you didn't do it. Yeah. But that was what I was, it was the same exact <laughs> assignment. Okay. I love this. I could do this easily once a month and I think it would be fantastic. That's what prayer partners are for. That's right. And remember, uh, Angela will do this uh, next week as the year two breakout on Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, Laurel. She loves it the second time. Twice is good. Here we go. Oh, Paula. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm just really excited about this exercise because this is transformation. Yes. It really is transformation. This is the essence of the violet flame that we talk about. You know, you take something and you transform it into something beautiful. It's miraculous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We loved it, and I'm just excited to use it constantly. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing that we can realize why this is so powerful and so exciting and fun for us like if, imagine if i said all right i know you're not going to like it but you got to start writing down all your lack statements the needing the wanting and the craving right and you might like when you were starting i mean you're you're seasoned pros at this now but you know other people could be like oh sweet jesus what is this i gotta do i don't want to think about these thoughts you know but and that's understandable, but that that's how we stay trapped because we don't want to think about it. 
But instead of just saying, I don't want to think about it, therefore, I'm going to let these thoughts go and never have them again, we think about it nonstop, but we just kind of do it not directly, indirectly, right? We just kind of simmer and stew in it constantly. But this is direct, you know, like grabbing the weed and pull it out. And that's what's powerful because when we tap into what we like and the deep desire of our heart, boom, the energy rises. It really, really does. You know, I was reading in Hawkins' book this morning um, uh, before I did the radio show where he talks about love and gratitude, which is our fundamental practice, love and gratitude actually get a release of endorphins in, in your system. You know, it's a sweet little reward. You know, so think of, you know, uh, the little mice that hit the little thing, you know. So love and gratitude, and we get a little hit of endorphins. Plus, we raise our vibration up. We feel better on a physical, tangible level, you see. So this this is why it's so wonderful. And, and it's so liberating to just remember, consciously remember, I don't have to think these stinking thoughts. I can focus on what I'd really like. I can focus on the deep desires of my heart. I can do that. I have the power to do that. And it's valuable. It works. It's transformative. It's healing. And so then when the ego comes knocking and says, you're never going to do that, we can say, who asked you? Nobody, Nobody's interested in what you have to say here. Go away. Good Lord. How many times am I going to tell you? You know, but, you know, sometimes I also talk to the ego this way. I used to do this a lot. I'd say, oh, honey, oh, honey, that's never going to happen. Sorry. Oh, honey, sad story. That just, oh, you clueless, clueless, clueless little monkey. Clueless little monkey mind. Oh, well, there you go. Sit down, watch, take notes, live, learn. Yeah, no, really. I mean, I used to, I had a dialogue all day, talking to the Holy Spirit, talking to the ego. It worked. It worked for me. It continues to work for me. It really, really does. All right. We've got time for another. Who's got one? Maggie. Nope. Oh, sorry. That's okay. You beat me to the punch. I'm <laughs> trying. Um, well, I was in Laurel and Paula's group, so you can tell we had a really good time because we've all been talking about it. Um, <laughs> but I actually, ha- I had done this exercise, I think, because I just listened to the Lynn Twist book and I did the exercises, but I got a lot more out of it this time. And I had sort of an aha that I wanted to share that I shared with in my group as well, which was in the um, section of what I've never had, um, which was 100% going for what I want. Ah. And I kind of realized like I, these moments kind of came to mind of that there was a project at work several years ago that I was so excited about this research article and we were all meeting and working on it. And then I like, I heard a whiff that someone higher up may not approve of this project. And I took my name off the project and they went ahead and did it. They published it. I sabotaged myself. Um, And just other things like that, where I didn't allow myself, I would get close, you know, but not quite go for it. Right, And that feels very helpful to me right now because I've been in this place of feeling that I'm kind of at the point of taking kind of the next step with some of the songwriting and stuff. And, and so that just feels like a really helpful observation and pattern to be aware of. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty common. Who else you, you take yourself out of the game. You don't really go for it. Yeah, a lot, very, very common. 
Very common. And that's the thing, that's um, the famous quote from Marianne that Nelson Mandela uh, appropriated in his um, uh, present, his ele- uh, whatever, inauguration day speech about, you know, we're, the thing we're afraid of is really standing in that light of ours. That's the thing. Because, and, um, Gosh, I think I was talking about this on the radio show, too. Yes, I was uh, talking about it, that um, if we recognize that all of our thoughts are going to produce form at some level, if we're willing to really say, okay, that's the truth, I must now be mindful of my thoughts. There are no private thoughts, and all my thoughts produce form. So let me not be miscreating and misthinking. Let me truly align with divine will. And that's a huge leap of courage because that is a huge step away from ego identification. And my constant prayer is completely and fully with every fiber of my being to align with divine will, 100%, 100%. So I, I ask for help from Archangel Michael every day with that, aligning with divine will. And I ask that all beings get help every day for aligning with divine will. Because our will is God's will. There's no separate will, right? And as I was talking about in year one class last night, So there's, you know, there's so much misthought about the ego thought system, I think, in the Course in Miracles community. And I'm not going to argue with any Course in Miracles teachers about it. Uh, I had one little throwdown with Gary Renard once we were leading a retreat together. And I said, shared some things, and he just said, because I, I said that um, uh, it was something about the tiny mad idea that we forgot to laugh at. And I said, we're on an adventure. You know, it's like Star Trek Enterprise, going where no man has gone before. We're going where spirit hasn't gone before. It's an adventure. It's a spiritual adventure. It's a tiny mad idea that we're exploring down the rabbit hole and we're on our way back. And he, he got upset by that. And he said, well, I, I believe a course of miracles. And on the way home to LA, we sat next to each other on the plane. And I said, so Gary, where in a course of miracles does it say anything that disagrees with what I shared? And he, he didn't answer that question. And I said, think about it, Gary. Why did Jesus use the word mad? Tiny, mad idea. I said, you know, when when he gave that word to Helen, it was at the time of, it's a mad, mad, mad world, right? Madcap, crazy ideas. Not uh, negative insanity like uh, Hitler and things like that. But it's a tiny, mad idea that we forgot to laugh about. Imagine it's a mad idea like, what if I said, hey, let's all um, swim to India, right? And we'll go from Portland, Maine. Or, or we'll get a little rowboat and we'll all get in there together. You'd be like, well, that's a crazy little idea that's not going to be happening, Right. You know, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't think it was evil, right? You wouldn't think it was terrible. So that's the thing that we forgot to laugh. Well, let's remember now. Let us remember now to laugh. You know, the ego's convincing us, like Dina, you know, the thought is, <gasps> 
could I, could I, could I actually say, this is what I'd like to have? And the ego's going to go, you can never have that. You'll never have that, you know? And you can just go, <laughs> watch me, right? We can remember to laugh at that crazy little monkey voice, you know? And, and, and just instead of taking it seriously and letting it strike terror in our hearts, we literally can develop that practice of just laughing, throwing our head back and laughing. And what, what I said in, in the class last night, your one class, I said, I said, okay, here it comes. Who thought up the ego and created the ego thought system? If God is all there is, you know, and Course in Miracles people will say, God doesn't know anything about this world. As though, you know, it's this, it's like another crazy sense of separation to me. I get this idea that God doesn't know anything about this world because it's an illusion that we created. But if we're part of God and one with God and inseparable from God, and we know about it, then we're part of God. God knows about it. God thought it up. So, I mean, instead of hating it all and despising it all, just we got to remember to laugh about it, right? But we can't do that as long as we live in fear of retribution because we've been such a pain in the ass because we've been mean, because we've been unkind, because we've blamed other people for our, the problems that we made, right? As long as we're sitting in that cesspool of thinking, we're going to be afraid of punishment. So doing the self-forgiveness, releasing the self-judgment, that frees us up to have some breathing room so we can remember to laugh. And that's why forgiveness is the way out. Because you start to do it, and it, doesn't it get exponential? The more you do it, the easier it is to do. It just gets easier and easier. And then things that maybe last year, would when that thought came into your mind, your heart would have clenched up. Now that thought comes into your mind, you're like, Bleh. ain't nobody got time for that. That thought's old news. No, not going there. Nothing. I got nothing for you. No fear, no worry, no terror. Uh-uh, ain't happening. And that's progress. That is real progress. All right. Well, you know me. I can go till it's morning. So let's pray. And thank you for playing along. That, that, that to me is a big one. You know, all that writing, the ego says, I don't want to do all this. So thank you for participating. We are grateful and we're thankful to claim our healing and to share the benefits with everyone. We are grateful and thankful to walk this road together with the Holy Spirit, guiding us, leading us, reminding us to laugh and showing us how to remember. We are grateful and thankful to give all the ego thoughts and attachments, the ego identification to the Holy Spirit for healing. We're willing to let it go now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mwah! Have a good rest of the night. Happy Halloween. <laughs>